What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. That caught you off guard, didn't it? That's right. This is the podcast where we talk about the health of business and the business of health. And today we have a very... (laughs) You're just getting right into it. Just diving on in. Well, before we introduce our special guest, we should say that we are looking for a new energy drink sponsor of the podcast because we just did a boss status yesterday, which will go live here shortly, where we talked about America Energy is no more. Liquid freedom is preferred. So what does that mean? Just if you believe your drink tastes like liquid freedom, send it my way. Good. Send it our way. Um, We have a special guest. Hi. Day Day. She hates that. We made up that nickname. She said, don't ever call me that. Daraja. I think you should be known as just Daraja, like Madonna or like Cher. It's just Daraja. I've thought of that too, but and I actually tried. But your husband didn't like that idea. No, it wasn't that. I can't get that Instagram handle. Like it's taken by some like spam account. Mm. I tried reporting it. I can't even tell you how many times, but it doesn't work. All right. So Daraja is here. So we are going to jump into a bunch of stuff. But we need to set the groundwork, who you are, origin story, why you are here. Taking it back. Yeah. So Daraja, for those who don't know, we are also live here. So if you guys have questions, you can put them up on here and I'll try to get them, but I'm not going to be looking over there a whole bunch. But if you have questions for Daraja, put them up in here. Um, Daraja is a superstar. Oh, stop. She is a superstar. (laughs) She is a Olympia bikini competitor. You got... Fourth this year? Fourth place. So she's going for that gold. It's going to happen. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it's going to happen. But uh, I'd like to get in. And she's also a core elite athlete. And she's here shooting a bunch of content with us. Um, she's modeling the new spring wear, right? Uh, which launches here in a week or so, a couple weeks. So let's get into it. Daraja, let's get your origin story. Like, and with respect to how you got into competing, but really kind of childhood up until today. I want to know the details. Like how in the world did you get into becoming a bikini competitor? And then we got a bunch of questions after that. Okay, so way back when. So <laughs> I was born in 1995. No. Um, <laughs> so, so you are 27. I am eight. 27. I'll be 28 this year. Um, but I grew up, like, I, as soon as I could walk, I had a tennis racket in my hand. So I grew up playing tennis, but I was always, like, super athletic. I loved, you know, being outdoors, climbing trees. I played soccer. I snowboarded. I tried track and field. I loved that. So... I loved being competitive. Um, Were your parents athletes? Yeah, so my dad played tennis for LIU before he went to medical school. And my mom grew up, you know, I think she was more into running. Um, I did not get that gene. I hate running. (laughs) So, um, you know, my uncles played football. So, like, they were a lot bigger. But, like, if you look at my parents, they're not, like, these, like, you know, muscly-looking people. They just look like average people. Um, and my brother, similar to me, just like very athletic build. Um, he also grew up playing tennis. He's two years younger than I am. So we grew up playing so tennis. So who's together. Serena and who's Venus? Oh, God. <laughs> Your brother? What's the age? Are you guys <laughs> close in age? Yeah, we're two years apart. Uh, but he, I mean, for a long time I could beat up on him. But, I mean, he's a guy. He's also six, I think about six feet now. So once he got taller, a lot stronger, I mean, I could only handle so much. He could hit a lot harder than I could. But... So uh, this explains the shoulders. 
Yeah, I've always, and the thing is, I've always had moms go like, what do you do for your, your arms, sweetie? And I was like 13. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I play, play tennis. tennis. <laughs> it's called, I have good genetics. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like pictures you could find where I like, I'm 15, I have like cap shoulders and like bicep veins. So yeah, it was. So it was tennis. And then did you go to, did you pursue that after high school or like, when did you get into the working, the actual working out part? So I really didn't start actually like weightlifting at all. I did a little bit in high school and track and field because I had us like in the weight room every once in a while. But tennis, I played up until I graduated high school and then I got pretty burnt out. Like it just, I loved playing, but it was not my passion. And so after that, I was playing club tennis, but I was like, I don't know, like I just want to do something else. And I started, that was when Instagram models like were a big thing, like new and they're like, here's like, you know, my workout program to look like me, blah, blah, blah. And I, I fell for it because I was like, okay, cool. Like if I work out like her, like I'll have this body and it doesn't. And now you like know you her. have other women doing that because of you, right? <laughs> Which is so crazy. Uh, but yeah, so then obviously you kind of hit a dead end with that because if your goal is to look like somebody else, you know, you can't really get that far. And then your confidence, you know, you, you can't really build that. So my husband, my then boyfriend at the time, was like, I think, you know, you could really do something more productive. Like you obviously love fitness because I started really falling in love with training. Um, I just love pushing myself and like seeing how strong I can get. And he was like, you could either do powerlifting or maybe do like a bodybuilding show. And at the time I didn't really know much about either, but I was like, well, I love squatting and deadlifting, but I'm not really big on the benching. So I looked up bodybuilding and then that was when two-time Arnold champion, two-time Olympia champion, Angelica Teixeira was like in her reign. And I was like, ooh, I would love to look like that. Like that's badass. And I never really, I've always, I was always lean growing up, but I was never really like, I never dieted. I never really tried, you know, trying to get smaller, like growing up, you know, my culture, big butts, small waist is like where it's at. So I wanted to be curvy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the curve. So I was like, let me eat. Let me squat, let me deadlift, like let me build a stronger lower body. And then, you know, once I was able to start channeling that I, into bodybuilding and like doing it more strategically, it just like developed this whole other idea of like what fitness was, what training. So how be. old are you at this point? Like how many years ago was this? This was 2017, 2018, where I started looking into doing more with fitness. Yeah. Okay. And so how did, how did you get into competing? So I went to school for athletic training, which is not personal training and people like confuse the two, but it's kind of more of a precursor to like physical therapy. Yeah. Um, and so through school, I learned a lot about, you know, arthrokinematics and like kinesiology and. Did you hear that word there, Patrick? <laughs> no, what is, I, can you repeat that word? Cause yeah, I, I, I saw the smoke coming out the ears here <laughs> Arthur, and he just didn't know. I heard Arthur, like Arthur comedics. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Arthrokinematics. Athro. <laughs> Arthrokinematics. It's the same thing as kinesiology, just basically moving the body. <laughs> so somewhat. The body and movement. It's just how the joints move together. So then what's kinesiology? So can you, I mean, I don't know the dictionary definitions like Hold, by please. heart, but. <laughs> <laughs> can you spell athrochromania? Arthro, so A-R-T-H-R-O-K-I-N. Kinematics, E-N. Slow down. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell. A-R. Just look up A-R-T-H-R-O, Arthro, and then K, and then it should. Sounds like there's only microphone working, so maybe they can't hear us. 
They should be able to hear us. Aaron, go on there and see if you can hear us. Well, the microphone doesn't work with I know. That. The microphone's for the... Uh, Atherokinematics refers to the movement of joint surfaces. Mm-hmm. Differs in osseokinematics. the bone. Bones. Bone. So ah. kinesiology is, I think, more the study of movement itself. See, we learned something new today. I like this. I like when we pause, uh, you know, because there's some people out there like me that just <laughs> mind blown. So I started a you know sidetrack. I started a book on tape. I don't know if I like book on tapes. I like because it. I have to reread sentences, look up words, like you know, like oh. it takes me long, longer to read things. <laughs> Pat's got another podcast. It's called the I'm Not So Smart Podcast, <laughs> but it's it's not that smart. So it has it's been like five years. It hasn't started. Yeah. Uh, the science kinesiology is the scientific study of human body movement. See, so, oh, I do know things. More, All right. So, anyways, you went general. you went to school for, <laughs> for this movement. Yes, um, kind of exercise science, movement science, whatever you want to think of it as. Um, and so I learned a lot about, you know, obviously I had to go through where are all the muscles in the body? Where do they originate? Where do they insert? What do they do? So I had a lot of that background knowledge and then getting into training, obviously I had a better understanding of, okay, well, if I want this muscle to grow, I need to do these movements. And then bodybuilding, I, I don't know. I just was like, I want to do this thing. I'm just going to do it. And then I found out, okay, I'm actually like kind of good at, having muscle <laughs> and then the whole dieting thing was new to me so, like, so the first show did you have a coach did you i know because your coach is paul right like yeah. i mean i know you're a coach yourself now but um paul did he guide you through your first show or no no you just so kind of winged it i know i so i did the thing like most i think people do when they don't really know better which is just there's Listen just like a really buff guy in the gym oh. who um yeah obviously looks like a bodybuilder and I was like, and he worked as a personal trainer there. So I was like, oh, perfect. Like it was at an LA fitness. Um, Man, <laughs> Man, there, you said that was so much cringe. Yeah. I yeah. just, uh, I but mean. But we feel you. Yeah, man. So basically, you got the chat at the local LA fitness to help you out. It, he gave me this like <laughs> diet and, it, and the, the cardio. Yeah. And. It you eat that tilapia not, to thin the skin? Yeah, bro. I don't, we, didn't, we didn't get that far, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously having a basic understanding of like nutrition too, I was like, okay, well, if I want to put honey on a rice cake, like I can do that. And, you know, I would post it in my stories and he'd be like, hey, like stick to the meal plan. Like, don't do that. And I was like, what? And then that was when I found Paul was like, hey, like macros. And I was like, yeah, that and we're in 2019. Pop-Tarts, ketchup and whey. 2018. 2018. <laughs> So that was when I was like, oh, okay, because I'm a big, like, I'm a researcher. Like, if I'm going to do something, I want to, like, make sure I'm doing it as to the best of my ability with, like, as much information as possible. And so. So did you do a show with the first coach? I did. And it was, and it was bikini? It was, yeah. Okay. And, and how'd you do in the first show? I got, it was a very small show. Yeah. I got second in open and first in true novice and novice. Um, but there were only a few girls, like, right. in each class, so it wasn't, you know, but I, I had so much fun being up there. I was like, this is so much fun. And I never really thought of myself as someone who'd like being on stage because I'm not that kind of personality. I'm not like. So it sounded like you were kind of a tomboy if you were so. So like then you transitioned to be doing the. Patrick, will you demonstrate please what she does on stage? (laughs) (laughs) But doing the whole, you know, like stripper walk, like. (laughs) Oh, I, or is, Dang, that, is, that, is that disrespectful? That's wow. not disrespectful. You know what I mean. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, you know, shaking it. it like model walk is a little model bit walk. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. 
You're getting a phone call, which is probably ruining our. Uh, oh our no, oh that's definitely gonna ruin the sound. Just let it Yeah. Oh well. So, uh, yeah, the whole walking in heels thing, I had to learn to like be comfortable in that, and then for me, it I feel like that's a lot to transition from like a tomboy oh, to like. And I walking never really was like a big into makeup, like hair. Like I was not that kind of girl. And then when getting into competing, I I used to like makeup like watching videos because it was like cool watching girls do that but i was like that's not for me um because i sweat all the time i'm playing sports whatever but then i was like okay i had my makeup done for my first show and i hated it i was like this is not it like they made me look like a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) it was like i was like no way and they wanted to charge me for lashes and everything i was like okay this is not the move so then i was like i'm gonna just do it myself and i learned how to do my own makeup so i've been doing that for like three years but um, it was a transition because it was, it wasn't, it was just never really anything I saw myself doing at like at any point yeah. in my life. I didn't even know what it was until like. So how did you hook, how, was Paul your second show? Yeah. So no. that's, I reached out to Paul for my, right before, like I think two weeks before. This is Paul Revelia for the yes, people that Paul Revella, don't know. Yeah. Team Pro Physique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we say Revelia, you say Revella. I do. What is the correct? She's probably right. Probably. I've always, always, I've always we're usually wrong with these yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, Bella. if that's what you hear, like, go well, for it's it. Not, it's not. I'm pretty sure it's Arella, but I could, I could I'm be just wrong. Here to, yeah. You're just here answer questions. <laughs> You're here to answer <laughs> questions. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I reached out to Paul for my second show, like two weeks out. And I honestly had zero expectation of like hearing from him. Cause like I had heard a, and read about enough to like, know, like it's not ideal to take on a client that close to a show, you know? And he didn't really know anything about me, didn't know my background and like what my diet history was. And he ended up taking me on and I was like, what? Like, no way. And then so my goal, it was so funny when I filled out my questionnaire was in the next four years, like I would love to be on the Olympia stage. And then obviously we can fast forward to finding out I would be on it like any year, but. So, okay. So. First show with Paul, what did you, what, what show was it? And it was a Dexter Jackson classic in Jacksonville. And I, I ended up winning the overall at that show. And then your second show with Paul. My second show was a national show, mm-hmm. um, NPC nationals, which was in Miami at that year, 2018. And I ended up getting fourth place and it was a huge show. Yeah. Like 30 girls in a class, right? Yeah. But, I almost missed my class actually, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but getting fourth at a national show, I was in, realized I was two spots from winning a pro card, which I just still didn't even really know what all that meant. But like, I was just happy to be there. I was like, I'm just here for the experience. Like, let's just see what happens. And then I got first call outs and I was like, okay, like, cool. And then they were moving us around. I didn't know what that meant at the time either. (laughs) So did you come back the following year? Was it the following year? You waited a full year then to compete, right? Or no, you did more shows. So I did that. Nationals was in December, November. And then 2019, I came back and I did the Tampa Pro, which was in August. So it was like not too long of an off season, but whatever I did, and I guess probably my age, I responded really, really well to our prep. Um, And I was ready early, ended up doing the Tampa Pro Amateur and won the overall there in front of the same judges that were judging me three weeks later at nationals. And then I went to nationals still like, okay, cool. I won an overall. Like I did not have any expectations other than to just want to do better than my last national show. And then I ended up winning the overall at that show, which is still. So how many women are in that, in that bikini, that show, like that's kind of crazy. That one. So it's still to this day, holds the record for the largest national NPC show. Like wow. how, how many, uh, cool. I don't even remember. Pat's, Pat's got it. He's <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
I don't remember, but I still am like. So that was 2019 you yeah. won your pro card. Yeah. So did you compete in 2020? Was it, I did because so I did my pro debut three weeks after my, my pro card and I won that. And then I did a second pro show because I was like, I just want to get more feedback. Yeah. And then I ended up winning that one. Um, and Ashley Kaltwasser was at that show and she got second to me. And I was like, that was like the whole moment for me. Like, cause she's a legend yeah. in bikini. Um, and then I was like, oh, cool. Like, let's just apply to the Arnold. <laughs> and so I got invited to the Arnold, which got canceled. Well, canceled. it didn't get canceled, canceled, but the, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the whole yeah. expo and everything. Yeah, the expo got canceled. <laughs> yeah. So it was just the show. Um, and then that was when I found out I respond really well to creatine and, I got really big <laughs> for a bikini. My shoulders and my upper body got a little too big for the division. So, uh, well, we need to get into we need to get into, get into this. But <laughs> we're at this point in getting feedback. So you've had all the success. You started winning, mm -hmm. um, but they're also probably giving you feedback to prepare for what's to come in the yeah. future. Well, they were. Are like, they, they actually told me not to change anything? So they. So at this point, you haven't been told to scale back your, let's say, shoulder training or your no. upper body training. So you didn't get that until you did the Arnold. Yeah, because that's when we just kind of like, I just kept training like the way. Yeah. And then that was my first real intentional off season too. And well, it wasn't even really an off season, a little bit of a break. But um, I just found out my upper body just responds really quickly to training. So we had to, we learned that and dealt things. So how many years then have you been competing at the Olympia? Soul, this year, God willing, will be my fourth Olympia. So you competed in 2020 Olympia, 21 and 22. I did. And what were your placements th those years? So my first one I placed, which was what I wanted. I got 14th and then I got sixth and then I got fourth, this last one. Where does the placing stop? 16. 16. It's 16. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to do to win it? So, like, a lot of it is, like, you know, NPC, we know that there's, well, you might not be able to say this, but I can say it because I don't compete in the NPC right now. But there's politics. Like, you see, like, you hear, right, as somebody who's not embedded in that. I hear there's a lot of politics. I honestly here's have a to chance say. For, like, here's a chance for, like, you can't say it. I, it's not. I know. That's what I was going to say. I like, came out of nowhere, and yeah. I did well, and I've seen You know, that is very true. That is very true. But, you know. From a lay person outside of it, it right? Can look like, like that. It, it can look like there's politics. Like you got to pay your dues. Like I've heard that. And listen, okay. I, I have competed in the MPC back. You know, we're talking eight yeah. nine years ago, and there was politics. Yeah, uh, they made me sign certain things. They're going to hate this podcast. I probably should edit all of this out, but they made me sign certain things because I was a pro in another division, mm -hmm. and I had to basically waive that and all sorts. Oh of stuff. yeah, if you compete in the IFBB, yeah. they won't yeah. let you. So, but and and you know what? I won the overall at the show that I did. So that actually made me feel like, okay, there isn't the the bias there, yeah. right? Um, but I feel like- but you're it, also Doug Miller and- uh, You just, you just <laughs> yeah. But so like, I feel you like, but at that level, up, like, is you there- show up. But like, in the Olympia, like, what, what separates the fourth from the first, right? Like- to me, that's where I feel You're like it's, it's kind of like, point, it, right? right? Like you have to pay your dues. Like they don't want a newbie to come in and win the, the Olympia. I feel like you have to put in your time and build. I will, I will say an argument against that only because I've seen um, Laura Lee Shapatos. She came out of nowhere and placed second at her first Olympia. So like, I think 
So this is good because you're dispelling a lot of myths that are real. Yeah, like, these are real. I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't me speaking. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm I've speaking. Heard it. I'm speaking for a lot of the population. Right? Yeah. It feels like, oh man, like it's I, and if you and it's discouraging for new competitors too because they feel like they have to, you know, pay their dues. Right? It can be, but I think sometimes and like honestly, this is the way I look at it, and I I always try to make sure I word things to where like I'm not offending somebody, right. but. I feel like that also could just be an excuse for people sure. to where like they're like, oh, they just need something to blame for where, like not being where they want to be. You or, of, you offend away. We probably offended fifteen. <laughs> that's just people on this already. Because I think on the outside, like it can also just look like we only show like what we want to show. But mm -hmm. like I think there's a very small population of the people that like do what it takes to like get to that level and mm -hmm. be successful in competing. Um, or are even willing to do so. And if you, I mean, if I look at the the top, like I'll say top five of the Olympia last year, I mean, I know because I have the eye at this point, I know what the criteria is in like our Bikini Olympian champion. If you look at her balance and the, the fullness that was there, like you just have to, it's such a fine line between. So what were you lacking this year that to, to separate you from first place? For me, it was my hamstrings were just a little too lean. Too lean. Yeah. They don't want to see like the little separation of the bellies. And for me, my hamstrings have just been, they've been popping since I was like little. So learning how to like tone those down, but also continue building my glutes. Because if That's I bring my glutes up. That's got to be hard. Yeah. I, I, was was like, say. I have a really hard time like separating hamstrings and glutes. Oh, they just yeah. kind of act together. I've like right? had to study it. Yeah, they do. But I've had so to you have to do a lot of glute movements with no hamstring involvement. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, like I t we cut out RDLs. We cut out any real deadlifting movements. Um, I basically just do hip thrusts and like some squat variations. All right, let me ask you that. You're an athlete. I am. Who got into this because they love to train? Yes. And now your coach and yourself and the feedback from the judges is like, "Yo, girl, chill out." Yeah. Like you got to stop training. Uh -huh. So doesn't that suck? It like I nice. love to train. If somebody told me like I couldn't train arms or chest or back or something like, like I would just be like, I'm training them anyways. It, the thing is you have that advantage of being in a division where like you can just get bigger. Right. Like there's no cap really, right. but for bikini, there is a cap. So if I wanted to just do that, which I mean, honestly in the next couple of years, like I, do you think like you I would want to see, I would want to <laughs> see like how I would respond to just like, if I just train the way I want to train, like everything, um, how I would look and like feel. And I've, so that would be figure would be the next yeah. step, right? For you. Like yeah. that's the, yeah. Um, cause I have the frame for it. I know that. Have the judges talked to you about this? They've never once. Hey, did said, you just, did we just piss everyone off in this podcast, <laughs> you know, saying there's bias and now saying that Daraj is not doing <laughs> bikini anymore. <laughs> Do that as the little lying. clip. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you. So when they, when you get that feedback yeah. and then you're asked to chill it out a little bit and then you have to, okay. So, and then your coach is telling you, we got to cut out deadlifts. We got to cut out RDLs. Yeah. So it's kind of, it can be discouraging and it can be like, you can turn it into negative. Yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about like how you were maybe able to turn that into a positive? Cause so I have some, uh, I've run into some roadblocks. Mm. Right. And, but like then once I come out of my little funk funk and like uh, discouragement about it, I kind of get then obsessed about the new challenge. Yeah. Right. So do you then just become, are you able to shift into like, you know what? I'm just going to be obsessed about 
doing hip thrusts and <laughs> you know like actually yeah. yeah yeah that's kind of like i'll have my moments where i'm kind of just like in this little lull where i'm like damn like i kind of want to just go so what i've done is i've created a bit of a balance where like every few weeks or so i'll go and i'll just have a fun leg day or like i'll go in and i'll just do like an all out upper body day and like get a really good pump i just call them like vanity workouts um <laughs> like yeah all right so go through your full training right now like so what is it what is it like? yeah yeah well like what do you yeah what's it look like <laughs> So I She's do like booty Monday, <laughs> booty Wednesday, <laughs> booty Friday. Booty, 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 booty. <laughs> we should have the booty song. Oh yeah. my goodness. So honestly. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong one. I mean, it works. Well, yeah, well, let's oh, see what else dude. we got. No, no, that's not that. <laughs> Salute the booty. Glute salutes. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Stop. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So, no. So my split right now is glutes two days a week usually two days apart i'll do them and then i have one like lower body functional day and then one upper body functional day to where i because knowing i'm with my background and what i like understand about fitness and like training and stuff i know that if i just train only the things that i can like grow specifically i'm going to create some imbalances and i don't want to have those issues so i still try to make sure my hip flexors and like everything are healthy and strong enough to like maintain my posture and things like that so that's kind of what i use a couple days of the week to focus on core strength pt baby i was gonna say tactical tactical I'm like, day day i'm like i can see where this is going and i don't want to like be like five years six years down the road and i'm like dang like my hip like i can't do anything my back's bad yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what it looks like now. And then when I start prep and we get a little bit deeper into it, I'll probably get a little bit more intense with upper body just to keep it full. But we also know that it's probably not going anywhere. So, so have you, uh, being in a sport where you're wearing very little and you know, you're being judged on your body, yeah. has that caused any like uh, body dysmorphia issues with you? Like, cause you know, it's really prevalent and it's, and honestly, I bet you it's just as much guys as girls so. at this point, like bigorexia, like, mm. you know, but like for women, like it creates eating disorders and this just dysfunction with working out has, have you struggled with any of that? I, so not in that context, I've never, like, I think I'm really happy that I've been able to dissociate, you know, what my feedback and create, like, I don't see that as like a direct reflection of me and my worth my self-worth i don't put my self-worth on okay the judges think i need bigger glutes or they think i need a smaller waist or they think i need bigger shoulders i know that that's what i need to do to move up which is what i want to do if that's my goal then i can't attach so much of my like personal like how i see myself but i will say the only time i really struggle with that and is just transitioning from prep to like to off season you it does i think take time for you to kind of readjust your habits of thinking because obviously when you're in prep and if it's you know 24 30 weeks prep you're conditioning yourself to go the scale's not down i'm not lean enough you know my skin's not thin enough i'm not seeing lines here where i need to see them it, you can't just like i mean maybe you could but i don't think it's so easy to just like kind of turn it off 180 and go okay now i'm ready to you know put weight back on, see the lines fade. So I think I let myself transition and like kind of give myself some grace there because I understand like, it's just. Do you I deal with that a lot as a coach yourself? I, I, mm, not as much as I 
now thinking about it, because I never really thought about it until you just asked me, yeah. but like not so much, but I think it's because I n understand what that can be like. And I feel like I try really hard to nurture that like your self-worth is not attached to a, like a number on the scale or a pant size yeah. or like looking good in a bikini, whatever that means to you. Um, and I try to also help them understand like food is fuel. We need to eat. We need to train. We need for not just looking good, but to feel like your best version of yourself for like years down the road, like 20, 30 years, you want to be healthy. Um, and then, so that's kind of how I try to coach girls into understanding what fitness really should look like. And it's always going to be subjective. Well, good for you. That sounds like you have the right approach, especially in the sport, the sports. Thank so, you. Like yeah. I mean, I just, also life's too short to be you know, upset about a little, extra so role you're 27 there. now. <laughs> yeah. How long do you see yourself doing this? Do you want the question that a lot of women ask themselves who are physique competitors is like, do you want to have a family someday? Because you know, you're not gonna be on stage when you're pregnant. Like, so like, what is your, like, what is your, what would your ideal plan be? Besides I, winning the Olympia this year. <laughs> I would love to be able to pop out a couple babies and then get back <laughs> on stage. <laughs> I definitely want kids like so bad. Like I'm actually just like straight up baby fever right now. Oh no. I'm ready to have babies. Riders but, coming to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously we have to make sure all our ducks in a row and everything like that. And then, but I just, obviously as a woman, you just wonder, okay, like what is having kids going to do to my body? Am I going to be able to get back into shape? Am I going to have, you know, the stretch marks and like whatever, um, that are going to show. And this is the cosmetic side of things, but I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Cause at the end of the day, I think obviously I have career goals in competing, but I, for me having kids and having a family is like up there. Good. Yeah. Because yeah, it is life changing. I mean, it's even, People that, you know, I, I think when Steph and I were first dating, like, you know, she's like kids, eh, yeah. whatever. But like, you know, it's so life-changing. And so I, I know too. a lot of women, like, I even think Sam was not like baby crazy, like beforehand. Like, really? I never heard her talk a bunch about it. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm not, not going to speak those, for her. Well, but not one of those... Um there, there's a lot of females that are just like always yeah. baby, baby, baby. Yes, baby, that's, baby, that's what I'm baby. trying to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, she, I mean, Steph was the always same way. love baby when, when and you know when you get married, that's a very important conversation to have. <laughs> oh, right? I mean, before that, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Prior to engagement, probably yes, yes. Uh, or on the first date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a so like yeah. always wanted babies. Like yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. my point being is that right. it's so life changing, and mm -hmm. that once you have one, it's just like it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like. Just me as a person have changed so much. Just my perspective and everything. Yeah. So uh, that that makes me happy to hear. Oh, I'm excited to experience that one day. Yeah. Um, all right. So drama. 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 Social media drama. drama people talking smack. Do you get that? I mean, I don't know how people, anybody could talk smack about you. Like, I mean, like, like, do you get any of that? Do you get the haters, the trolls? I mean, listen, this is coming from Drug Miller. So I know all about, you, yeah, I, you know know about I mean, like, I mean, you want to tell everyone about your trend stack and your Anavar stack oh or what? You listen, so that is the only thing that I'll get every once in a while. I think I'm very like happy that the, the people who engage on my profile, the people who follow me, like follow my journey, I think yep. are generally like supportive of me, which is really cool. Yep. Um, I don't think that anyone like, I have had some comments where people are like, Hey, you know, what do you actually take? Like, yeah. what are you on? Or it's a like, compliment. Yeah. Take it which, as a compliment. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, you think I'm on something? I look that good? Like, thank you. 
Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just not, it's a no for me. Like, it's just one of those things where it's a very personal decision. Um, and to each their own, but not. Okay. So just to be clear here, you are natural and you're, you're drug free, lifetime drug free. Yeah. So you count creatine. Yeah. Man, you know, that core creatine is is pretty good. And then I realized my body responded really well to creatine. I've never taken it before. Aaron, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the teaser where it's like, my body responds really well to creatine. Question mark. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That click, get that click. Can I ask in, um, coming from, you know, a professional in your bikini category, mm-hmm. like how widespread are drugs in bikini? Um, I don't even really know. I mean, the, probably more than they should be, but I think we've seen enough like talk on a lot of different platforms to know that, you know, it's not like new information. I think it's unfortunate how prevalent it is, but um, more so because I don't think people understand how to properly use them. I think there's a responsible way to use them if that's the, what you want to do, like with your body, like good for you. Uh, but I don't think there's enough education and people are kind of just like, Oh, here, take this and this. And I think that's in general across. Definitely. Well, so, I mean, I assume that there's the higher, the different division you go to, yeah. there's more drug use. So like, I'm assuming there's more drug use in figure than there is bikini. Sure. And then there's more in, in physique than figure, right? Well, there's more muscle involved. And that's why yeah. I asked the question of, you know, like about drug use in bikini, because yeah, you wouldn't. They, there's, they don't want you to have that much muscle. No, so use it. So, so I mean, and I don't listen. She takes creatine. She gets too creatine. big, so she can't be touching <laughs> Anavar. You would know. <laughs> yeah, trust me. And the reason she gets so shredded is core burn. You know, like honestly, though, it's great. That and sear, I stack them. I get sweaty. So we sweaty. are working on the special <laughs> Diraja flavor of core burn. Awesome. We hit a little bit of a roadblock though, so we're gonna have to revisit this yeah yeah i'm so. excited though i'm so excited i yeah. mean let's well let's go back to core so and <laughs> this is ignorance but i'm trying to remember if you joined us i feel like it was 2019 yeah it was because so. you started I think it was with paul, paul in 2018 like, I, man yeah. i have this girl Dera- you know i love how he talks about girl. she is the next thing i swear like she's gonna win the olympia and <laughs> she like oh like Daraja, 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 Daraja. <laughs> yeah, that's. He's like he's been like my second dad, I think, through this, which has been pretty fun. I mean, he's old enough to be your dad, that's for sure. Yeah, he's getting up there in the. <laughs> I love teasing. <laughs> I love teasing Paul because he's a little bit older than me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, how did you how did you get with Cora? What's the deal? I mean, I know Paul. On, so Paul told me no, about you, but so what? And I did was I know Paul. I knew Paul was already associated with Core, and then. I was like the oldest core athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He's an OG. He's an OG. Yeah. I think I had like tried out a couple of things. He had me taking core hard because it's like, it works. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, like I like this stuff. And then, so I just like looked on the website. I saw you could apply to be like an affiliate. So I just applied to be an affiliate and that's where I got started. And look at you now, the core elite athlete. So uh, (laughs) let's go through your subs. What do you, what do you take? Like, I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, you don't take burn and sear like year round. So like, what do you, what are your like everyday subs? And then what are your subs uh, leading up to a show? My must haves for like every day are my vitamins, like vitamin D, zinc, um, vitamin C, the omegas. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. I actually don't take the multi as much, probably because I'm already taking like a bunch of the other stuff, and I do the greens, okay, um, which has a multi in it, yeah. Yeah, but I think 
Those are probably my everyday. I might be missing a couple. So are you things. a pre-workout person? Do you take pre-workout? I am, uh, but I don't love to like abuse stimulants. <laughs> I try to really, especially when I'm in off season, because I want my body to like respond to yep. and like be awake when I'm, I need it um, and prep. But um, I love pump and peak has been wild a lot you know that we've gotten a lot of feedback from women on peak i, I don't know what it. what it is i don't i literally feel like i'm gonna like burst out of my leggings i swear like <laughs> it's like it's amazing yeah okay so what's your pre-contest um oh hard poised bollock and believe it or not i actually will do alpha towards the end um i actually do it on and off in off season too because i find like yeah. my training sessions my endurance is like crazy yeah um you know alpha is a super like we just generally don't like when somebody asks, we recommend it as a, like a male product mm. because it is a sh it is strong. Like it is it is really strong and it has a strong anti estrogen as well, mm. right? So like for finishing off to be as hard as you need to be on the Olympia stage for bikini, like it will definitely have a noticeable effect. And to recover, I feel yeah. like it helps. It also aid, like is that extra aid in recovery. It will help with sleep too and growth hormone mm. with the L dopa in there, and that could be do, what you're. Yeah, because I'll do in off season. I'll do two before I train, and yeah. then in, in prep, I'll do one before and then one at bedtime. So you got hard out, man. You're almost on that big papa stack. You're on that big mama <laughs> and the big papa stack. Hey, I want all yeah, the gains. That is so awesome. Give me all the gains. All right. Um, uh, what else you got, uh, Patrick? Um, me? Oh. Yeah, you got anything else for Deraja? Put me on the spot. No, it did. Oh, creatine works. By the way. Oh, creatine. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. So you're from that is you're the from the Tampa area. I'm actually like I don't live there. I live in Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were Sam's in Tampa. Just moved there. Everyone thinks everyone in my mom thinks I live in Tampa. Because uh, it's because of Paul. I guess. It is because of Paul. Yeah. But yeah. no, I um before that I was in Naples, Florida, but now I'm in Jacksonville. So, so how far is that from, from Tampa? Three hours. Yeah, three and a like half hours. Yeah, like Jacksonville's right much. below Georgia. So yeah. And you're from Jacksonville. No, so I grew up in Pennsylvania. Really? Oh, you're yeah. Pennsylvania. But I was Where? born in Houston. Where in Pennsylvania? In Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie? Yeah. Wow. Jury Erie. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's out there. Yeah, man. Okay. I'm I'm East Coast. I'm uh Philly. Okay, that's where Keith's family's from out there. Really? Where, where? Bloomsburg. Where? Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. Well, that's not quite Philly, but, no, but it's my dad look at the small world. Here. I know. My dad went to Bloomsburg. University? Yeah. That's where Keith went. No kidding. <laughs> all right, now that? I can break out in song. It's a small world after all. Oh, man. Yeah, so we're, we're like, my mom went to Albright. My dad went to Bloomsburg. I went to Penn State. So, like, okay. we are Pennsylvania people for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm from Virginia. From Virginia. <laughs> Roanoke. <laughs> now I live in North Carolina. <laughs> I was just born in the mountains, Ma. I'm done. Y'all are funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love this. this Meat Brigade! I never know what button I never know what button to push. I have a zero knowledge of I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I was really nervous for do, like doing this today because you guys I know are quite the characters. And Who I was, was like, I don't yeah, know what like <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. that was like that was What's the next one? Subdates! <laughs> Oh yeah! There you go. We haven't used that one in a long we time. We haven't used that. Man, one. we were on a oh yeah cake for a long Ooh. time. Uh, so I'm assuming you got the tour. You've been here for a while today. So this is your first time to HQ. To this one. Oh, that's right. To you were right. One. You I came visited. to Sterling. I did. Yeah. Okay. But this like we I mean, had obviously. the we had a half coliseum then, didn't we? We had 
Did we yeah. have the gym? It was in the warehouse. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. this one a story. is like, I walked in and I told it's Aaron, I was thing. like, I want to move here. <laughs> like, yeah. People it, actually are moving to Statesville <laughs> because of the gym. Shut up. Like they, they were living like further south, like yeah. closer to Charlotte and the drive was too long. And so they have the ability to work from home or whatever that situation is. See? So they just move up. Here. And it's cheaper in Statesville than it is in Charlotte right. or Mooresville anyway. So that's like. Cool. Yeah. Hey, that I told Keith, he's looking for like, we might be trying to like find somewhere because he wants to like. What does he do? He's a golf professional. So he's like oh, wow. first assistant. Hey, they got Trump National world. right down in uh, the point on Lake Norman. I'm going to tell him to like look at some. North Carolina places. Interesting. Look at that. We could have Devraja here. I'm How fun would that be? What, it would. What course? We're gonna is make you do so much content at? for TPC us. Sawgrass. <laughs> TPC. Yeah. So I think you need to talk to Sam. Okay. So oh, yeah, uh, Sam's golf. whole family's golf. Yeah. Right. And um, her brother's down there. So her brother's in Orlando. He's trying to make the tour. Okay. Um, but her sister's boyfriend is caddying, I think, at TPC. Shut up. And then her dad just started recently picking it back up, like not golf but like trying to compete like be competitive yeah. again and so yeah they're in jacksonville so does he do so. lessons like does he teach no, he people teach. what does he do he does a lot of the back end stuff so he does mostly merchandise like when he's working he's like the one processing a lot of orders and like deliveries and stuff um but then he'll work sometimes like he helped or he actually organized the fan shop for the um the players tournament that they just had where like they do all of the the souvenir shops and stuff. How often does he get to play? Um, not oh, like during the tournament. Or no, no, when he like. Or like, I feel like sometimes, when, yeah, just in awe. He gets to like play every once in a while. Yeah, and I'm like sad girl. I'm like, oh, okay, go golfing, whatever. <laughs> Do you play? <laughs> I'm so bad. Really? Oh, oh my. So I tennis, it was there wasn't like a cross. You ever, sometimes say, you ever like see a, cross a, ba a baseball player sometimes get in there? And Dude, the swing is so different because oh, I'm used so to different. swinging everything like with this. On hand because I'm right handed. So you, you swing a golf club like this. I kind of want to <laughs> chop it. Yeah. Like yeah. we go to top golf because that's like about the only golf I can do. Otherwise, I'm tearing up the grass out there. And the one time I made fun of him for bringing his golf like glove because I was like, you're lame, dude. Like who does that? <laughs> and the first he goes and hits. And then the first shot I hit, the club like flies out of my hand. <laughs> Are you on like top, top He was deck? like, dude, it all. So it hit the ceiling and then almost hit the people in the, <laughs> the thing next to us. It didn't break or anything, and she was like, some people have broken them, so you shouldn't feel too bad. And he was like, well, that's where I glove. Like, it's like, that's, that's why right. I wear one. See? Yeah. See? But well, Daraja, we appreciate you coming on. You know, this is you are the first female guest. Shut up. Did, -uh. I, did I just make that up? I feel like that's right. I mean, you are the first female you guest. You blew my mind. A pioneer. You are a pioneer. <laughs> this is episode what a boss status, like 20-some? I'm really Come thinking on, about now. Like, what? You are the first female guest so. of... Boss that. What to a come world. Back. Yes. So we can have some more fun. So we are, we are uh, ramping up boss status. We filmed two this week. Our goal was to have drop a new episode every week going forward. So it's going to be a lot. But yes, you can come back anytime you want, Daraja. You're always welcome. And when you move to Charlotte area, you know, maybe you can be a regular. Hey, that would be a party. All right. Guys, we appreciate you. We appreciate Daraja. Patrick's okay. Till next time. Keep <laughs> Bye, guys.